Welcome into Locked On Phillies. The Phils get swept and there's some post-game fireworks between Nick Castellanos and a reporter. We'll talk about it on today's Locked On Phillies. You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, this is Locked On Phillies. I'm your host, Connor Thomas. Been talking Phil's baseball for years over on 97.5 The Fanatic. Happy to be here with you now as your host of Locked On Phillies. I want to thank you for making Locked On Phillies your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And going on now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. You can shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Now, we're going to talk about the Cup Series and what happened on the field. We're going to talk about the preview of a big series in the NL East with the Atlanta Braves in Philadelphia starting, uh, well, starting later today. We're going to get into all of this. But today's episode, this episode, because there will be another one out later today previewing the Brave series, this one is uh, all Nick Castellanos versus Jim Salisbury. There's so much to unpack with this. There's so much to give our thoughts to. We have the locker room aspect of this. We have the what does it mean for Nick Castellanos on the field performance aspect of this. There's a lot that we can glean from this. And frankly, I did a three-hour radio show on it on Sunday morning. And I'm going to go ahead and give you another good 20 to 25 minutes on it today for this episode of Locked on Phillies because, man, I could talk about this all day. Now, in Philadelphia, we have some great media player outbursts in history. You think back to Allen Iverson's practice rant, Ricky Waters for who, for what, for the Eagles. Um, You think about Terrell Owens doing sit-ups in his driveway. I mean – you could go through and there's millions of them because in Philadelphia, the media is very, I don't even want to say aggressive, but they're, uh, they go after the answers that they want. And athletes don't always respond well to that. This is not Indiana. Uh, this is not North Dakota. Like this is a Northeast city with passionate fans, a strong media contingent, and they're going to go after getting the answer that they want. So, Let's first break down exactly what happened with the interaction. It was post-game following the second game of the Philadelphia Phillies series with the Chicago Cubs at Citizens Bank Park. And it was the Saturday night game. So I didn't see this live. I saw this when I woke up Saturday morning. And everyone was going absolutely nuts over it. And what ended up happening post-game after the Phillies lost, Phillies, of course, losing all three to the Chicago Cubs, who were 22 games under 500 coming into this series. Uh, We will certainly discuss that in our next episode. But Nick Cassianos was doing his media availability. availability. And Jim Salisbury, who has been covering the team for years, works for NBC Sports Philadelphia, does a great job covering the team. Can't say enough good things about the work that Jim Salisbury does in our crossings. He's been nothing but cordial with me. I think he's... A good person. I think he's a great reporter. I I love his work. I read the stories he puts out. Can't credit his work enough. So this is not like, not to say that I would ever do this, but someone in my position, it's like, oh, well, you got your credential for the first time. You don't really know the ins and outs of what you're doing. 
you, you jump in there and you make a snake. No, this is a, this is a guy who's been around the block a couple times who gets in this interaction with Nick Castellanos. But he starts by asking a question, uh, and the question from Jim Salisbury was, uh, did you hear the boos from the fans? And Nick Castellanos responds that, no, he's lost his hearing. And the media scrum chuckles a little bit at that, and Salisbury then follows up, so you did hear the boos. And that's when Nick Castellanos goes into calling it a rhetorical question and then a stupid question. And he continues to call it, it's a stupid question, that's a stupid question, that's a stupid question, over and over and over again as he goes back with Jim Salisbury. Now, this is, this is weird. We talked about, like, this is a Pruder film uh, when it came to the did ESPN miscount Kyle Schwarber's home run derby uh, count of home runs. Well, now we've got... <laughs> We've got editing wars between some people in the uh, Philadelphia media. So the original video that came out and was circulating was a highly edited video that cut out the middle part of the media scrum, which actually had some fine interaction between Nick Castellanos and the reporters. Uh, He answered some other questions about where he wants to hit in the lineup. Uh, He also mentioned, which is a fact when you go back and look at the numbers, how he struggled in his first year in Cincinnati. He seems like a guy who just doesn't do well with change, and it takes a little bit longer than normal for him to adjust. And now, when you say longer than normal, to me, that thing, I think like two, three months. For him, that might be a year, which is unacceptable considering what he's being paid. But, hey, whatever. If that's his excuse and he wants to stick to it, that's what he's going to say, him being Nick Castellanos. But then after the actual question-answering portion of it, then – they say, are we done here? The answer is yeah. And immediately, Nick Castellanos goes back to Jim Salisbury a lot more venomously than before, saying, yeah, that was a stupid question, man. And Salisbury says it wasn't. Uh, Nick Castellanos again says it's a stupid question. I think he says it like five or six times total in the whole video. And then Jim Salisbury starts saying, well, you should be equipped to answer stupid questions. Uh, you should be able to answer stupid questions. He's like, no, that's a dumb question. You know, it's a dumb question. I don't like, I, and he said, and then Salisbury said, yeah, you should be able to handle stupid questions. And Nick Castellano says, I did. As a clubhouse attendee uh, steps in between and separates the two, uh, had to, Jim Salisbury had to be pushed back a little bit, not anything like violently, but just had to like an extended arm, like, yo, stay back. Uh, Nick Castellanos was standing there calmly with his arms behind his back, clearly not going anywhere, but it was contentious. The vibe in the locker room was not good. And that's uh, essentially what happened with the incident between Salisbury and Castellanos. And yeah, I kind of see this one from both sides. Uh, There's a little bit of fault on Jim Salisbury's side. There's a little bit of fault on Nick Castellanos' side. There's a little bit of fault on some other parties' sides. So uh, we will discuss in the next segment exactly how the fault lays out, according to me. And this is just my personal opinion. A lot of people, when I did uh, the radio show that I do on Sunday mornings on 97.5 The Fanatic, listened and called in and disagreed with me. Uh, Said it was more this guy's fault, more that guy's fault. Um should be any fault at all or any like there's a bunch of swirling opinions about this and about how journalism should be handled about how the media should be handled by players 
and it's something that uh, I want to uh, make sure I give my full thoughts on. So we'll discuss that next, but basically it's Nick Castellanos saying that Jim Salisbury asked a dumb question, or yeah, stupid question is the way they phrase it, dumb, stupid, same thing, but said stupid question, and Jim Salisbury taking offense to that because he did not like that a player was lashing out against him calling his line of questioning and his reporting, which he's done for a long time, stupid. So, yeah, well, it's time to uh, announce a verdict, right, and tell you who I think. We will do that coming up in our middle segment of today's Locked on Felix. All right, I want to tell you all about Blue Nile, our title sponsor for today. You might be ready to pop the question. Maybe you're celebrating a milestone moment, but you can find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at BlueNile.com. Blue Nile's simple online tools that let you choose diamonds, shape, size, clarity, setting, style, all of that good stuff. And Blue Nile's best jewelers, they're going to then hand cut and hand craft the perfect engagement diamond for your special someone. So each ring's one of a kind. You know people love getting one of a kind stuff. It's more thoughtful that way. It's more special, knowing you only only one. And the best place to get that done is Blue Nile. They've got simple online tools and uh, they can help you figure it out. But if that's not simple enough, well, they have online assistants that can help you. They got jewelers and jewelry experts on hand 24-7. They're available via phone or chat. So you can check that out and they can help you whether you're looking for engagement ring, maybe you're looking for just fine everyday jewelry like bracelets, earrings, necklaces, other rings that are not engagement rings. All of that stuff can be helped uh, by the experts over there at Blue Nile. So make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com. And here's the best part going on right now is the Blue Nile anniversary sale. You can save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives at discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. So shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. All right, so where does the fault lie in stupid question gate between Nick Cassianos and Jim Salisbury? So... First, we'll start with the two main parties of this one. Then there's kind of a third joint party with the dissemination of the video. We'll, we'll talk about it. But between Nick Castellanos and Jim Salisbury, it's tough. I'm going to have to give slightly more blame to Jim Salisbury on this one. Just slightly. And by when I say slightly more blame, here's the thing. In the grand scheme of things, I don't think this is anything too crazy. I think this is a little bit heated media interaction between a reporter who's been doing this for a long time and felt disrespected and a player who is really, really struggling and is letting it shine through now in the locker room when he has media availability. And God knows how it's coming out, interacting with his coaches and teammates and everything like that, because clearly Nick Castellanos is not handling his time in Philadelphia well right now. And uh, listen, I would be frustrated, too, if I was struggling like him, if I had the amount of pressure and money and scrutiny from the fan base. It, like, that all comes with stress. So, it's understandable. But here's the reason I lay slightly more blame on Jim Salisbury. I think the initial question of did you hear the boos, it was a clearly a setup question to get him to say, yeah, it was an open-door question to let Nick Cassiano say, yeah, I, I did this, that, and the other thing. But when you ask questions that are yes or no like that, you open the player's opportunity, a player who does not want to speak to the media, like Nick Cassianos clearly did not have any interest in going into that question on Saturday night. Well, it opens up the door for them to just say no 
or just say yes or say that's a stupid question. It really, when you open the door to a player, they can say whatever they want, and you're kind of at the mercy of that. A better question, I think, from the jump, and I believe Jim Salisbury absolutely because he does this a lot. He'll ask an initial question, then he'll have a follow-up and maybe even a third. It's his style of asking in media scrubs. If you've been around Jim in a locker room or if you have heard uh, his reporting in post-game interviews, that's that's kind of how he does business. Not every reporter is like that. Some folks are just a one-question, one-answer person. Some people are mini-conversationalists, I'll call it, where they set it up and they ask a follow-up based on that answer. But clearly that didn't work with Nick Castellanos. And I think if the question had simply been worded a little bit more directly, saying, hey, uh, clearly we all heard the boos. How does that make you feel about your time so far here in Philadelphia and what your performance has been in the eyes of the fans? And I believe he would have gotten a better answer out of Nick Castellanos from that. That's why the initial the initial fault falls on Jim Salisbury for the question, I think. And that leads to, well, the opening for the secondary fault, which is Nick Cassiano's response. Now, again, this is not me saying, oh, Jim, Jim Salisbury is a ter- terrible journalist. It was a terrible question, blah, blah, blah. No, I already told you, I really don't think this is that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things. But if I'm assigning blame, probably more of it has to go to the initial questioning because also – the media's sole job is to ask questions and get answers from athletes, coaches, front office. Like, ask the questions, get the information, give it to the people. That is their main job. The player's main job is to play baseball. Like, the media thing is all secondary to them. So, the idea of getting the interview to go where you want it to go falls heavier on the head of the media member or the media members in the case of the scrum than it does on the player whose main job is not doing interviews. Their job is to play baseball and then interviews is an added part of the profession because they've made it to this level. But Nick Cassianos is absolutely not absolved of any blame in this. The way he interacted was with Jim Salisbury was out of line. Like the, that's a stupid question over and over and over again. It seemed childish. Uh, it seemed ornery. It seemed disrespectful. And you can understand why he has those emotions inside of him because of how he's been performing and what he's dealing with. And it just bubbled over. We all have outbursts. We all have those type of arguments where you look back and you're like, man, I was just, I had a really bad day at work and I didn't mean to be that mean. Or man, I'm just, I'm tired of being asked this question over and over again. So that one person who just randomly asks you that question, you snap on them. Stuff like that. We have those in our daily life. So we can sympathize with Nick Castellanos and why he's feeling this way. But it doesn't mean that you could just completely have an outburst on a reporter like that to the point where you're getting in a verbal confrontation in the locker room in front of people. That's not professional. It's not the way it should have been handled. And if Nick Castellanos thought it was a dumb question, he could have just said next question and just moved on. And if Jim Salisbury had a problem with that, just continue to say next question quietly, respectfully, and then go go through. And that's not saying that players have to bow to the media and be super respectful all the time. It's just that would have been a better handling of the situation. But, hey, like I said, we as human beings, we don't always handle situations in the best way. That's just the nature of things. So fault certainly with Nick Castellanos as well. And then there's a third party fault. And this is something you might not have caught 
if you're not a member of the media or understand how these scrums work or have heard this yet. So let me explain. At the end of the cordial questioning, because you remember there's the initial, uh, that's a stupid question back and forth. Then there's a couple more questions in there that the Castellanos handled fine. And then they say that they're done. Like, are we good? Yeah, we're good. Which normally means that everything after that is off the record. It's not supposed to be recorded. It's not supposed to be written. And sometimes you see it when you're in the locker room. Like, let's take, for example, let's say we're interviewing Bryce Harper. And we ask all the questions, like seven or eight questions gets asked. And say, okay, thanks, guys. Done. And like 95% of the scrum will walk away. And then maybe one or two of the more senior reporters, like a Jim Salzberg, will walk back over to Bryce and be like, oh, so this, that, the other thing. Something that's not on the video camera for post game, something that's not being recorded uh, post game, all, all of that stuff. And that stuff is often assumed to be off the record. Now, this was very, very close in time to the thing being over because it was like, all right, we're done. Yeah, that was a stupid question, like that quick. So it's kind of hard to uh, to turn everything off and stop recording and stop doing all that. But if you get that information, uh, and I believe the initial post of the video came from Jamie Apodi, uh, who works uh, in news here and covers sports teams. She's in a lot of the media scrums. Uh, I'll get you her exact title over there at ABC, but uh, or NBC, but still. Uh, basically what it is, is that video probably should have never seen the light of day anyway, uh, without at least checking with Jim Salisbury to make sure it was on the record. And with it being after the scrum was over, probably shouldn't have been in general put out. So uh, a little bit of a violation of the media code of ethics or the locker room code of ethics there knows quick. And there, Jamie Apote's caught heat from other media members now. You got Matt Gelb, you got Jim Salisbury, you got Jamie Apodi all wrapped up in this, going back and forth with an argument. I don't know. I'm not taking sides in that or anything. I'm not even really going to dive into that because this is a baseball podcast. But basically, the other party that deserves slight blame uh, is looking at a, a action that may have put information out that was not supposed to be public, that was a post-interview interaction between a media member and a player. And that was where most of the uh, venom, most of the anger from Nick Castellanos seemed to show and from Jim Salisbury. So if they had assumed that they were just talking uh, without cameras or anything like that, or any recording devices on that would be posting the information, well, that changes the whole nature of everything. And that could be like, listen, when you're in public, you don't scream at each other when you get in an argument with like a friend, uh, maybe your significant other or something. And then you come back home, and in the comfort of your own home, and you hash it out, and you work it out in, in private. That could have been closer to what the guys thought they were doing there, and that absolves a little fall from both parties and puts them on whoever put the information out there, which falls to Jamie Apodi. So those are my thoughts on the whole thing. Uh, now, we haven't done off-the-poll in a couple of days, so we're going to put an off-the-poll question, uh, but not the, oh, who do you blame more for the Nick Castellanos thing? Do you think the Nick Castellanos interaction with the media will have any effect on his play one way or another is the question that I think I want to ask, but we'll go ahead and we'll see exactly how I want to word it when we do off the poll on the other side, wrapping up today's Locked On Phillies. All right, let me tell you about BetOnline. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. 
You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. You hear how many leagues there are there? The Bet Online covers. It's awesome. You got all of the news that you need, all the lines, the odds, and everything's included there. Bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in game betting, scores, and podcasts. They've got you covered. So head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. All right, I already kind of told you about off the pole and exactly what we're doing there, but uh, let me just remind you again what the segment is if you're not familiar. So off the pole segment where we uh, pop over to our Twitter account, we post a Twitter poll on at LO underscore Phillies. I retweet it from at Connor Thomas 975, uh, which is my personal Twitter account, and get that all squared away uh, so that you can put your vote out there. We can't take phone calls. We don't really get tweets live. I can respond to some tweets like on episodes, and I've done that before on some responses we've gotten, but it's hard to get live interaction. So the best way I've found to do it is a nice Twitter poll. And we've named it off the poll. We've been sending it off the foul poll, baseball, play on words. You, you get it. So what we'll do is we'll place the Twitter poll out today, and then we will have the response to the Twitter poll in the final segment of tomorrow's episode. Remember, one episode in between because I'm recording one later today previewing the series with the Atlanta Braves. But, yeah, I think we are going to go with the question, will the fil- will the interaction between Nick Castellanos and Jim Salzburg affect Castellanos' play either for better or for worse? So basically, like, do you think that it matters? Do you think that it affects the on-the-field player? Do you think this is just a media incident where two guys argued and it has no effect over the player, the locker room, or anything? Uh, I'll tell you exactly where I feel, but I think you can kind of tell which way I'm leaning on that based on my commentary on it earlier in today's episode. But very interested to see how you feel uh, about what the interaction means for the actual baseball team, because that's what we care about. Listen, if they came out and won 162 games and every single game after someone was yelling at a media member, <laughs> I'd take it. And I'm a member of the media, so I just want this team to win. And uh, let's uh, I'm sure that everyone's going to move on from this incident, but I'm interested to see what you think the uh, I, I guess the I'm trying to think of the right word here, the results, the effects, the after effects of the media will end up being. So uh, I'm interested to see what you say. We'll talk about it on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Phillies. But before we go, I want to thank you for making Locked on Phillies your first listen every day. Thank you always for doing that. Make sure you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, locked in on the YouTube, locked in wherever you get your podcasts, and throw me a comment, throw me a five-star review. That I'd really appreciate it because all of these things help to grow Locked On Phillies. The subscriber count helps me do even better stuff, and it gives me the feedback to know if what I'm doing is uh, is working, if you like it, if you enjoy it. So definitely help me out with that. But uh, also check out Locked On MLB. So – Paul Francis Sullivan, Sully, he's awesome. He brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. So I want you to follow the number one daily league-wide podcast, Locked on MLB. It's on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. That's all I've got for you today. And a little bit later, we'll have the preview of the Phillies' upcoming series with the Atlanta Braves, as well as a review of what happened on the field against the Chicago Cubs.